Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Chats, the podcast hosted by McGill students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation with the help of Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast. We're dedicated to providing strength and hope to those recovering from concussions through sharing experiences. Today I have a recording of our guest speaker, Guillaume. Uh, Guy is a civil engineer who has been dealing with PCS for six and a half years and has suffered 10 concussions. He's working now as an autonomous worker part-time and enjoys various outdoor activities and sports, playing piano, reading, and traveling. Yes. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. Um, happy to be here today. Uh, so I'm going to talk about like uh, my accident, what happened. It's kind of a funny, interesting story. Uh, I will tell you about everything I went through to, to recover, all the, the pain, all the gains. And... Um, yeah, but first I'd like to start a bit with uh, a bit of a history about myself. So um, when I was 28 years old, I was just done paying back my uh, student loan. So I was really happy about that. And uh, I worked really hard, you know, it was like a big day. So I decided to take four months off for my job and uh, to travel Asia. So uh, after that, I was thinking, okay, when I come back, I can get like a better job. I can uh, maybe like get a stable relationship, settle down, you know, and um, so, so the plan was just like traveling for four months and then you know, st- starting like uh, on, a, on a new, uh, on a fle- fresh slab. So uh, I went to, to Asia and uh, after three weeks, uh, I was biking uh, around. I just had like a small backpack. And um, so I was, uh, I traveled in Thailand and then I was in Laos. And uh, so it was uh, December 31st, uh, 2014. And uh, I went um, just biking close by and I, I thought to myself, oh, I don't need a helmet. Uh, it's just, it was really a small village, you know, only like a few motorbikes and it was really a quiet place. And uh, I just remember like uh, going back to my hotel a bit past midnight. And then the next day I woke up in, uh, in the hospital in China uh, with a neck, a jaw injury, uh, broken nose, broken teeth, concussion. And uh, I, I just woke up uh, in the bed, there was a policeman next to me, told me, he found me on the street, uh, brought me to the hospital. Uh, I lost consciousness for about uh, four or five hours, or at, at least my memory. 
And uh, I didn't, I don't know how uh, I went to China, why I woke up that, I woke up there, but uh, they were nice enough to uh, give me some medication, just clean up my face. And then they, they brought me back to the border with Laos. They gave me my bike and they said like, okay, now I bike back to your hotel in Laos. And I was like, but can you help me? Like, uh, I cannot move my neck. And it was so, so painful. And um, I didn't have my, my passport to cross the border. But finally, they, I went through the border. They, I made a report. Uh, the authority in Laos, they, they let me in. And then like the real uh, journey started because at first I thought it wasn't too bad that maybe I had drunk the day before or something like that. And I, I just felt off. But when, when I uh, realized, uh, well, first, I think I was bumped from behind by a car because my uh, luggage support at the back was all bended and was like solid metal. So I guess it was a, a bad accident. And uh, so I was in a really small village in Northern Laos. Uh, uh, internet was working pretty bad. I was alone. I cannot, I could not speak the language, neither in China. And um, so uh, the, it was hard to communicate. And uh, I, I would walk like uh, 10, 15 minutes and I needed to rest like two, three hours. So I waited like uh, two days and then I, I decided to take the bus to slowly go to Thailand for a, a better hospital because Laos only has like a, a good hospital in the capital. So I thought it was worth it to go to a safer place in Thailand. And then uh, the doctors were telling me like, uh, take a rest, you know, uh, uh, that's all you can do for now. And uh, I knew that my jaw was not right and my neck, you know, it, it was still messed up and everything. But when I was resting a lot, I was feeling better. And then after two weeks, I was like, okay, I think, you know, I can, because I, I took four months off and I, I rented out my apartment and it was all planned. And I was like, I'd rather rest in Asia than go back to Canada in the winter and just feel terrible there. So. I decided to stay in Asia and travel just like slowly, uh, not going to parties and just museum walking around. It was fine. And then I came back to work and then th this is when I realized uh, how bad it was because uh, I would just, uh, you know how screens are bad for concussion. And I, I was really, I, I didn't want to tell anyone about my concussion. I just wanted to work and I, I had worked so hard for the, this uh, civil engineer position. Uh, so I really tried my best, but it, I was crashing and, uh, you know, just adrenaline and having a lot of coffee to be able to work. But then after two, three months, I was really like uh, feeling bad. I had to sleep for like a month and a half. And then I started to go to uh, this uh, rehab center for a uh, uh, concussion. And uh, so I was seeing like a neuropsychologist, uh, kinesiologist for exercising, uh, obviously a, a doctor. Uh, there was a social worker. So they were like, trying to um, to help me with advices and such, but really it, it wasn't working well. And I, I felt like I was on a plateau, like I wasn't improving. And, uh, but after five months of like, just being at home alone and feeling bad, I was like, this is so stressful not to be working that I, I pushed my doctor to bring me back to work. And I told myself I would get, have like better habits if I work because it's dry drives me insane to be stuck at home doing nothing. And uh, th it was a really bad idea. I went back to work too soon. And, uh, I, you know, I, I tried part-time. It was not too bad. But with the, the peer pressure at work, they, you know, and they, they don't see, like, the concussions. So they think, you know, you're fine. And, you know, your teammates are, are working late. Why aren't you working late? So it did, like, another burnout. And I, I tried hard for two years to go back to this position. But 
after two years, I, I really wasn't reliable. And uh, I, I, I told my boss, he was, a, he agreed like, okay, you need to take a break. Something is not going on well. And, uh, you know, just take care of yourself. So after that, I discovered that uh, a jaw injury is, is quite bad uh, for the sleep, sleeping patterns. And because uh, I, I just talked with a friend and he had a jaw uh, issue too with this small uh, joint here. And um, so it, it makes some uh, muscle tensions and it goes in your neck. And uh, it, it, yeah, it's bad for sleeping. It's, you, you cannot recover from that. So uh, I started to sleep better at least. And I, I saw the dentist give me like a, this uh, splint, like a mouth guard uh, for a night. That really helped me with the physiotherapy, but still, I, I was still like feeling not, uh, not so well and uh, trying uh, the visual vestibular therapy. It was going up and down, like I couldn't get it. And uh, so, after, oh, I also tried uh, a cortisone shot in the neck. I had six of them and that was so painful and so useless. Uh, I, don't, I don't recommend these very much. You know, they, they say like it will reduce inflammation in your neck. Maybe you have something in your neck and it causes like pain in your jaw, but that was like a big waste of time. And uh, finally, after three years, uh, I had a recommendation from a friend to see a chiropractor that was really good with uh, concussion. And uh, I went to see him because I was really desperate. I couldn't work anymore and I didn't know what was going on. And he told me like, oh, because uh, I did like a, a week of intensive uh, functional neurology there. And he told me, I think you have uh, some metabolic issue. And uh, we were like looking for it. And we did like um, uh, blood, blood samples that we sent to uh, the States, to uh, Cyrix laboratories. Uh, it's more specialized, it's, it's faster. And uh, so I was spending like a lot of money and uh, we didn't find anything in the allergies that could affect my brain or make, make me have like chronic inflammation. So we went, uh, uh, so the chiropractor told me, I think you have uh, a bacteria or something, you know, that there's something wrong with you. And I went to see a nutritionist. She said the same thing. I went to see my doctor. And he said, no, I don't think you have, like my family doctor is really clueless since the beginning. I have to admit, like he, he helps me with the insurance, but he's, uh, he's not that old, but he's not up to date with the, the concussion information, all the new technology. And uh, he, he got me depressed because uh, he was just telling me like, oh, if you're stuck like this. There's nothing we can do. You're already doing everything you can and just accept it and, you know, like try to work around that. So. Anyways, I, I, I changed doctor and uh, uh, it was getting more and more obvious. Uh, I was, at that time, I was really tired, like sleeping 10, 12 hours uh, a day and uh, a lot of stomach pain and things were really not going well, uh, psychologically either. Uh, a lot of, I had all the post-concussion syndrome uh, uh, symptoms and uh, it was really annoying. So, uh, so a doctor gave me uh, Antibiotics after uh, a test for Helicobacter pylori came, came back uh, positive. It's a, a bacteria in the stomach. And uh, it changed everything. Everything was like 10 times better. Uh, finally, I could like do all the stuff I wanted to recover from the concussion, but uh, they didn't give me like the right dosage for the antibiotics. So I had to take another dose uh, twice as strong. And then it took a while. And uh, you know, it for to uh, solve this issue, it, it took like a, a year uh, because I, I needed like three um, treatments of antibiotics because the doctors they 
in Quebec, they are not very uh, careful with what they do, and they didn't give me the right dosage of antibiotics. And with all the delays here, it was crazy, and it got me like really uh, impatient and even like insane because like uh, after two shots of antibiotics, the insurance they stopped and they said like well, you're not sick anymore, you you can work now, you have no reason. And uh, the doctor was like, well, we already solved your problem. So, you know, it's it's all in your head. There's nothing else that we can do. But yeah, they, I, I needed a third shot of uh, antibiotics. And I, I finally saw a specialist, a gastroenterologist, who uh, gave me the right dosage and this and that. So after four years and a half of fighting so hard and trying and, you know, just fading, 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 my, my self-esteem was really down because uh well, not just my self-esteem, it's just like it gets in your head when you, you just uh, experience so much negativity and failures and, you know, all your life is changed and you're, you're told for, for so long that you're, um, you're going to stay like that way. But I tried to make it, uh, make it better. I went to uh, Costa Rica uh, for two weeks. I went to see my brother in Europe for a month and, and a half just to like recover a bit and, uh, you know, like do something else, uh, not stay at my place. And uh, it, it did help me psychologically, but every time I would come back to Montreal and just uh, live alone and do like uh, visual rehab and just too tired at night to go out because of the exercises and not working, feeling like uh, the, the loneliness, a bit like the pandemic, but really extended to many, many years. So um, yeah, it's, it's I, I was not getting uh, uh, so much better, but uh uh, with the uh, anti-inflammatory diet and, um, uh, you know, like the, the, the good habits, uh, it, 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 it does get a lot better. And um, uh, I think I'm talking a lot, but I should talk about like uh, uh, all the, the treatments uh, that helped me uh, through the time. So um, uh, first you have to treat a bit of... Uh, everything at the same time because uh if you have a neck or jaw issue it makes you tired it can like uh, play with your uh your vision a lot of things so that that's one thing you you have to check uh i highly recommend an anti-inflammatory uh, diet with uh, low carb uh that helps a lot um i took uh, some notes here but uh, um Obviously, mindfulness is a is a major player for like uh, calming your emotions and feeling better. There's a lot of uh, benefits from that. Uh, physical activity for me, it, it's also like because uh, you need to to recover the normal blood flow in your brain. So uh, for me, I try to do it uh, almost every day in the morning, uh, and I, I went progressively, so uh, it got better and better. Uh, socializing, uh, for example, this group, you know, connecting with people with similar uh, uh, injuries, but also like being surrounded with people who, who lift you up. Um, I found for resilience also, uh, if you make some art or if you uh, turn this uh, negativity that you felt for uh, the concussion, for, for example, and you, you turn it into a positive thing, like helping other people or just uh, expressing your story through art that, that can help um, finding a meaning in your life. If you have uh, some love, if you, you, you want to take care of someone, if you want to uh, do something for the community that also helps a lot. Uh, the visual and vestibular rehabilitation is important. Uh, sleeping is also very important, sleeping well. Uh, I don't want to go through uh, everything. I, th I think you guys can do a, 
uh, research, but you know, like uh, avoiding caffeine, having a, uh, a calming routine before bed, uh, avoiding alcohol, uh, eating too much, uh, uh, avoiding stress, these kind of things. And uh, yeah, I, I read uh, a few books uh, that helped me um, tremendously. Uh, there are two books from uh, Norman Deutsch. This one is uh, it's, it's in French, but uh, you can the original version is in English, and uh, it's about neuroplasticity and how you can like change your brain. Uh, there, there are two books from him. Norman Deutsch, he's really good. I can write it down after. Um, I, again, it's in French, but it's it's two books about uh, psychology, like how you feel and how to manage like difficult people, how to understand people. Because me. The, the emotional stress for me was a big, uh, a big factor because it would go in my jaw and I couldn't sleep anymore. I had like terrible chronic pain for, uh, for many years. And uh, for uh, resilience, I recommend uh, this book. Uh, I can find the English version after. It's, uh, this, this author is very famous. He was a, a Jewish uh, person uh, who lived the, the war and his parents, uh, his family got killed and the rest of his life, he, he spent it like... Uh, understanding the meaning of life and helping helping people with resilience uh, he's, a, he's a famous uh, psychiatrist and uh, for um, mindfulness meditation i recommend uh, this author here uh he's very cool like uh, he's from uh, india but he had to go to uh, uh, he's from tibet and he was like a, a monk a buddhist monk for a while and um when uh, the chinese invaded tibet he had to go to india and he became like the official translator of the Dalai Lama. And at 30 years old, he wanted to establish a family. So he moved to the States. He did a PhD in uh, neurology. And uh, he applies like the principle of Buddhism without, without the religious stuff to uh, mindfulness. And uh, uh, how to say that? Compassion, caring about, about other people. And like, it's, it's really like a, a mentality, a mindset, mindset that makes you really peaceful. And there's a, there's a lot of meditation through the books. And this one is like uh, for the diet. Uh, in Quebec, she's a very good this, uh, nutritionist and uh, uh, could give you tips about uh, the diet, but uh, maybe I'll send you some links because time, uh, time flies. And uh, just want to check if I didn't forget anything. Uh, yeah, play music also helps me a lot to, uh, to calm my mind. And it's a really good brain exercise. exercise. Um, also to, uh, yeah, to activate the creation of new neurons. You know, uh, if, if you, uh, summarize what, what is in, the uh, Norman Darge, uh, book about neuroplasticity, avoid stress, avoid fatigue, avoid drinking, avoid smoking and exercise, aerobic exercise and, uh, consistency, uh, to it's, it's like, um, learning how to play Beethoven on the piano. You have to practice every day and you start slowly uh, with uh, some, some notes and, but you have to do this for like six months to really learn the song. And at, at some point you're gonna try to uh, start to uh, forget about the song, how to play it. So you have to make a refresh, but well, it's the same time, same thing with the movement of your eyes, with your balance, this kind of thing. If you want to, to recover your brain, it's, it's hard work during uh, many years and you have to feel like very uh, calm, zen. And uh, always keep like a positive attitude, uh, good nutrition, um, socializing. Psychologists also help me. Um, yeah, but I don't want to go for too long. Uh, 
so I think maybe uh, I should let some questions in or Taya, I don't know what, how to proceed. It's up to you if you wanna keep going a little bit longer, you've got some time, um, but if that's it, then you're good. Uh, yeah, so maybe one thing that I should say is um, I cannot emphasize how much the metabolic issue is a big, big factor. Uh, you know, when they gave me um, antibiotics, uh, they said also that they killed the parasite at the same time. And, uh, you know, that the test couldn't uh, reveal the parasite, but because the, the chronic fatigue went away, the mood swings went away, uh, depression, it, it really like, uh, it went away. Like I still had it after for other reasons, but it wasn't on the same level. And, uh, you know, like uh, it started to work out to, uh, to recover from the concussion from there. So I, I was really bad lucky with the, the bacteria and the parasite and it took a long time. And then it, it went like a bit, uh, it, it wasn't so bad, but because it was many problems and uh, I have to like solve every one of them and they all influence each other. And I had to learn how to be my own doctor. It, it went like uh, worse, but there, there's always a uh, room for improvement. And uh, I guess maybe I, I want to, uh, to send you like the picture of me with the Chinese uh, policeman with my face uh, uh, all bruised up, but I don't I don't know if it's uh, something that interests you guys because it's a bit uh, intense, you know, it, it's it's really messed up. But if you feel interested, I, it's uh, it's funny to um, to watch. Well, not funny, but you know, you you can see like the how far I I came from because uh, you know at at first I was working 10, 15 minutes. I needed to sleep two three hours, and last summer I I ran a half a marathon marathon it went well so there's, there's like a, a, a big improvement and now it's the, the screen time that is not high enough for me uh, long enough that I, i'm working on like uh, still working on the vis visual vestibular uh, therapy but yeah I'll, i think from here uh, i'll take some questions today i have emily who is also part of mcgill students for the concussion legacy foundation nick from concussion talk podcast um before we get started about uh Guy's share I just wanted to say like he was um, one of the very first people to start coming to support meetings when I started running them. Um, and then he was like the first consistent person. So I've known him for like the last two years while I've been doing support. Um, and he's, he's just really great. He's, I like love him. He's amazing. Um, and his story is crazy, um, but he's doing, so much better he's doing so well now it's awesome to see it makes me so happy have you noticed the change like in him in those part groups yeah definitely um he yeah he's definitely a completely different person but like in a good like way of course um like when uh when i first met him he was definitely um i think he was kind of losing like hope that like he would get better kind of thing and just very frustrated because it had been like so long um since his accident um and then like he like slowly started to kind of like he found out about like the bacteria thing in his stomach um and then that kind of started to help everything and things started to improve and um and then he was able to start working um and he's just yeah, he just seems like he's in a really great place right now. It's awesome. So, Emily, you want someone to do it? Or been? Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Same thing? Yeah, I think Taya pretty much sums it up there. Um, 
when we first met him, he was definitely, I mean, only because he talked about it with me. He was, like, really depressed. And he talked about in the um, the talk just being hopeless. And that's, yeah. that's where he was. He was just, I don't know. I just wanted to, like, give him a hug and be like, it's going to be okay. And uh, now he's, I don't know. <laughs> he's so, so much happier. Is he is he like active in the in the chats? I mean, after we hear these speeches, is he very active or he just? Um, he doesn't go to meetings as much anymore, just because like he works now. So I think yeah. That. yeah, he also um still struggles with like screen time. I know that's one thing that he still kind of struggles with. Um, but he uh he's messaged me a couple times, being like, I can't wait for like our in person meetings to start yeah. back up, like um so that'll be nice um but yeah he definitely was very like he was at a low point but like he still was like so caring like he'd always like make sure i was doing all right and like make sure i was good and stuff but uh he yeah um i'm glad to see him doing something better that's yeah. awesome yeah his story was uh intense it was like that's i guess when you when you travel and you're in like it was almost like not quite the golden triangle, but like I guess you probably, probably went through there, but the whole like Thailand, Laos, and uh, and and Myanmar, Burma. That does he was in he was in next to China, like with Thailand, China, Laos, 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 yeah, Laos, and China. He was in Laos, and then like he got brought to China. I think. Yeah, he was not. And then, like, yeah. from China, like, they brought him back to, like, the border and told him to, like, bike back to his hotel, like, um, after he hadn't been in the hospital and, like, he was just so, like, clearly not okay. Um, and I, I didn't realize how early in his trip it was. I didn't realize it was only three weeks into the four months. Um, that was something new. Um, that I found out, like, I wouldn't, I have no idea, I've never been there, but I wouldn't think crossing the border from Laos to China would be too easy, but I guess in certain places it probably is. Well, he said he also, he didn't have his passport, so he said it was a whole big thing, but I can imagine it's all a bit of a blur. Uh, He didn't have a passport? No, he was planning on on crossing, so... Um, well, he said, like, a police officer took him to the hospital. So who knows, like, how he got across the border. Oh. Um, but, like, to go back to, like, his hotel and stuff, like, he said that he had to talk to, like, um, the border people and, like, like it wasn't, like, an easy thing. Um, but he eventually got across. Um, but, yeah, he, yeah. Um, it's. A crazy story. This is insane. Yeah, so you guys, you guys know him like pretty well now. So it's almost ready for you guys to, to not, not, not. There's not much, but like, let's see. Perfect. Right? What does kind of down your say? Because you know him well, and you've seen him kind of improve these past what two years now. So yeah. So I don't know what what aspect to pick out. I guess. I mean that in itself, just being able to say like. I've, I've known him for like the past like two-ish years and like seeing him improve is also just cool to think about like first off just being like wow I've been running this corporate for two years that's crazy yeah. um but also just thinking that like um 
I've known Guy like while he's been going through all these things and like uh and like have like we've maintained like contact um and like with the pandemic I haven't like talked to him as much um but anytime I do see him he just looks like he's doing so much better and like um like he'll be telling me about you know like he's working now he's like just like life is a lot more like fulfilling it sounds like um and so it's it's great to hear for sure so the 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 goal like his whole gut biome situation did that uh was that something he was feeling when he was like was he not feeling well because of that in your groups when you started or uh yeah he I think later into like like us getting to know him like a little later in is when like the the like gut bacteria like antibiotic thing kind of started um and he like he said that happened after like said after three years like his friend like told him about like chiropractor that's good with depression whatever and they did a bunch of stuff and um and then like the chiropractor and like whoever like read the samples said that there was like a bacteria a nutritionist said the same but like his family doctor was like nah there's nothing um and then that kind of like made it really hard for him um because like he was just very discouraging um and like he was sleeping all the time but he was still so tired and like i remember he used to like message me and be like sorry i missed the meeting like um like I'm just really tired kind of thing and um and he was always so apologetic but I was like oh my god like no like why are you apologizing like take care of yourself but um the antibiotic thing that sounds like that's what really really helped him like turn mm-hmm. things around because that um that seems like it helped is there a chance he got bug and passed out is what it, is there a chance he caught like a bug in in uh in Laos and then just like Maybe a stung or bitten by a bug and then like pass out in his head or a lamb's whiplash. No, no idea. It's a mystery. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it uh, yeah he's um, it was it was nice that he also just talked about like um, things like uh, how like once he was like four and a half years in like his self-esteem was just terrible, like, um, and how, like, just, like, everything was just, like, shit, um, and he talked about, like, how, like, he tried to, like, make it better, and, like, he went to Costa Rica, he, like, visited his brother for a while, but, like, as soon as, like, he'd come back to Montreal, it was just kind of, like, the same thing, um, and he said, like, his anti-inflammatory diet and, like, good habits, like, helped a lot, um, and uh, yeah, it, I don't know. And, right. and I remember I was talking to him when I first saw it to you last year in like March or March, March just before the pandemic actually officially started. Uh, you were saying that you're like, uh, you, you're just those four groups in person. Did he come to those? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he came to, I think, almost every single one. Um, and if he didn't, usually it was like he's uh in Montreal. pardon he's in montreal uh yeah he's like 
not right downtown. He's like further out, but yeah, he, yeah, he would come to the meetings. Um, yeah, he was, he was almost always at the meetings. Um, could always count on Guy to have someone there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just happy he's doing so well. I don't have too, too much to say. Um, but yeah. Yeah. He talked about there being like, he mentioned a mindset, mindset. You know, there's one thing about Guy is like, he just like kept trying things. He kept moving and he was, and I know when we met him, he was really depressed and I think, I th- did he talk about being on antidepressants in his talk? Uh, yeah. He, I don't... Yes. Yeah, he did mention it, yeah. Yeah, so I know that was, like, a really tough thing for him to decide to do. Um, and he texted me a few months back, and he's like, I'm on antidepressants, it was a good decision. And that's awesome, you know, having that, like, willingness to, like, try things, even if you don't want to, and being open-minded about it, seeing if it you know, is a good thing um, for you. And so I think, you know, that's been one thing that's really amazing. Um, And the other thing is he, although I don't know how good at it he was always, he's always been really adamant about doing things that he knows he enjoys. He's always talking about going rock climbing, always talking about, you know, um, I don't, just that resiliency, I think is pretty amazing. It's gotten him to where he's at. He definitely did kind of like always, um, like he like he didn't just kind of not do anything. Like he like he made sure that he still did all the things that he enjoyed, um, even if like you know he ended up paying for it later. He just you know still did it because like needed something. Um, and like you mentioned, Emily, like when we first met him, like he was really he was really depressed. He was also pretty like against taking medication. Like he didn't want to do that. So. For him to like take medication now, like that's also just huge um, and amazing to just like, because like you said, like he doesn't stop trying. Like he he like exhausted all the other things, and then he decided, you know, like give that a shot, um, which is great. Um, and he was also just talking about like finding like meaning in your life. Like when he was talking about like the treatments that helped him, sort of thing. He just kind of brought up just like finding meaning in your life, like, doing something for someone, and, like, for someone you love, or, like, some involvement with, like, community and stuff like that, um, and I think that's also a really important part. When he, when he mentioned that list at the end of things to, to do, like, you said, we have four minutes, and he said, okay, well, I should mention this, I need this out, a bunch of stuff, like, obviously, I've written down somewhere, should, like, as you said, like, do something, do something, the community and find meaning as when he loves the community or whatever. Uh, it sounds like he uh, like just listened to the list of everything here from here to all the speakers you've had. So uh, do you think there's any one or two speakers that are you know, a few that really, they really got good tips from, good points from that were not necessarily good, but like good, listeners thought, well, that's me, I, that I need to take notes from this person. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do you think there's any one person or two people that were like 
that he listened to in your in your support groups that he thought would be good to get notes from, get information from. I think that um, <laughs> I'm not really good at remembering speakers, to I'm be not. honest with you. I think that it's a lot about, you know, spot there. what? I didn't mean to put you, put you guys in the spot there. No, it's okay. I mean, what I'm going to say is I think that um, when you sit down and you listen to a speaker, it's do you want to get something out of it? And if yeah. you want to get something out of it, I do believe that Fine. we're always going to hear what we need to hear. Yeah. Um, and um, and it might be that you listen to the same talk, you know, today, and you listen to it in three months, and you hear something totally different. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't really, I don't really know who would be the quote unquote best person to sit down and you know, take notes from, I think sometimes the biggest thing is just knowing that you're not in this alone. Yeah. Um, might yeah. be, you know, bigger than the advice um, is more just seeing people that have come back from it or are dealing with it, but are content and okay with it. Um, but Tay, I'm going to pass it to you. Oh, uh, <laughs> just to add on to what you said, like, maybe not like content and okay with it, but like the, I think, more like acceptance that you know like this is what mm -hmm. it's like like you know like um yeah I don't I don't know that there's any one speaker about like everyone should like you know go listen to because like they had the best share ever they like you know so great like whatever like Emily said like it's kind of like it's what you get out of it is like it depends on you and just like how like she said like you could listen to the same share like at different time intervals and you'll get something different from it. Just like, I mean, I'm rereading the ghost of my brain for the book club and I'm getting something different from it than I got from it like a year and a half ago when I read it, you know? Um, but I think um, it definitely does come down to the, just like knowing that you aren't alone um, and that like other people understand to an extent like and like hear you you know um and i think that's the like most important thing about like our speaker share he's just like just like shows everyone you know like you're not alone it does get better um and uh you know it's not terrible forever um and it's uh yeah um Though I must say, he is very resourceful. Um, anytime I talk to him, he's always offering to send me something about something. Um, yeah, he's always, yeah. He's, he's definitely a helper. He, like, anytime, like, I remember talking to him about, like, man, like, my sleep's terrible. And he'd be, like, trying to find anything to help me with my sleep. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, just always has a resource for something you can ask that guy about anything he's like oh yeah i've got this thing here let me send it to you um and if he doesn't he'll try and find out something for you um so it's just yeah it's great um, and i'm glad that he got to talk to the support group me too it was awesome it, it really was all right 
Um, so thanks, Nick, for helping us do the podcast. And thanks again to Guy for joining us and sharing with this core group. Uh, we'll have a new podcast posted Monday morning. Our upcoming podcasts can be found on concussiontalk.com, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. You can find more information about our group on concussionmtl.com. Our free peer-to-peer -peer support group is open to everyone, and we hold four weekly meetings on Zoom, and we're always looking for Thursday morning speakers. Thank you. Head Check Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on Head Check to improve communication and optimize care. Visit headcheckhealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. W www.bensound.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.